Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. Good day, Live the Fuel fans, followers, and new listeners. This is episode 255 here, airing on February 20th, 2019, and this is a special episode. I'm changing things up because this, for the first time ever in two and a half years of this show, I am re-releasing an older episode. Uh, In the podcasting world, I have found that many people find it harder to find the older shows. And the reason why I'm re-releasing one is because two years ago today, February 20th, I aired episode 51. 51 is the most downloaded show ever to this date. The reason why is because this gentleman is a ridiculously healthy influencer. I will warn you, he's highly intelligent, and sometimes people find it hard to follow his level of knowledge because, let's be real, he's a neurosurgeon. He's not just a neurosurgeon, he's an optimal health educator. That's right, I'm talking about Dr. Jack Cruz with a K. His website is jackcruz.com. Again, ladies and gentlemen, this guy has been downloaded more than anybody else. He has uh, top three uh, highest amount of watches on the YouTube channel because we also, this was a special episode. This was the first time I took this podcast show and converted it into a video and audio podcast platform. So that's right, he's one of the first video podcasts. So you can go to lutefuel.com, you can search for episode 51, or you can search for Jack Cruz, or you can go to the YouTube channel and search for that as well. But to make it easier for you, the newer listeners here in the podcasting world, I have re-released him for you today. So hang tight, enjoy this episode, because he drops some serious knowledge bombs. Enjoy. This gentleman is by the name of Dr. Jack Cruz, and you can find him at jackcruz.com. So please welcome Jack to the show. How are you? Doing well, sir. Thank you for coming on the show today. Hey, no problem. Anytime. So you got a lot going on. (laughs) And uh, for your website, and I've already started sending over some comments and show notes uh, to our, I have a virtual assistant who helps with the show uh, because you have a number of taglines on your core site. Uh, You have reversing disease for optimal health uh, and a wealth, wealth of knowledge and blog articles on here. So clearly that's kind of like your headquarters, correct? Yeah, it, I mean, it'd probably take you about, seriously, I think maybe a year, year and a half to actually read everything I've written. Several of my members on the site actually uh, have actually made downloadable things on the form that I have um, that they've told me that it's like stacks of papers that would be like uh, telephone books on top of each other. So, because most of my members don't like reading stuff online because yeah. of Okay. You know, so that's the big issue. So the <laughs> that's funny. They like read them online. So basically, they're basically printing content out or recycling yeah. the content into a way that they can actually digest it. Yeah, most people do that. Plus, they also like to highlight different things. You know, when you first start out with my stuff, um, I, I'm a little bit more dense than most of the other people that you're probably ever going to have on. Because what do I basically do? I started off this whole process online of teaching people truly how health works from a quantum perspective, utilizing light, water, magnetism. But when I started out the blog six years ago, um, I, I had to start where people, where I thought people were. And most people come to health and wellness through food and exercise. And what you learn with me is that food and exercise are not even critical components of 
really what we're doing. There's things that are way more fundamental than that, that drive this process. So when I started to lay this all out, uh, I started with this thing called the quilt document and it's got 30 different levies in it. Okay. And I named them levies because I live in new Orleans yes. and this was after Katrina and I started to lay out blogs and I started, which the key thing was, was mitochondria. And for the first four blogs, it was like, I was talking to a vacuum. Nobody really got it. <laughs> so what I had to do then is start off where people were. And that's what I did. So the first probably two years of the blog, when you go back and look at 2010, 2011, they're pretty simple. And, and they really talk about things where people could understand. And then what happened probably about three years in, that's when I started to step on the gas pedal. And that's when people really, really got interested in what I was saying. And it was hard back in the beginning because most people thought I, I was absolutely crazy when I started this. A lot of my colleagues thought it was nuts. And Why would you say that? Well, here's the funny thing. When, when you're a neurosurgeon and you tell people that the spectral density, the light that you allow in your environment is more important than the food choices that you make, you know, that's a pretty big claim and you have to have things to back it up. Well, back then there was no books published on these topics and guess what happened? People started reading my stuff and they would call me out on social media and then a book gets published. Then another one gets published and another one. And then if you follow my Dr. Jack Cruz page on Facebook, you see every day there's at least five or six different links to all the things that link back to the three things that NASA looks for, for life on another planet, light, water, and magnetism. And I've been telling everybody for 12 years that those are the three things that you need to link back to in your own life to understand where you're making the mistakes. Because if you think uh, talking about protein, carbohydrates, and fats are where it's at, you are missing major, major parts of the story. And when I explain to people, even when they don't have a science background, it's pretty easy to do even with business people. I said, look, this is no different than anything else in life. When you don't know something, you do a little homework, open up a biochemistry book and you learn about mitochondria. Mitochondria are the powerhouse of the cell. Mm -hmm. Well, here's the funny thing about mitochondria. What's the input to mitochondria called? Electron chain transport. It's not called protein, carbohydrate, or fat transport. So Scott, I would say to a guy like you, tell me how much you know about protons and electrons. And all of a sudden, that's where, you know, you step into my vacuum. I take wow. you from the macro all the way to the subatomic. And when you begin to learn just how important electrons are and why electrons are important, then that's when you start to see things radically change. I'm impressed because uh, I know for a fact a lot of this stuff that you are talking about, I know you've heard of the gentleman by the name of Dave Asprey. He's Mr. Yeah. Mr. Bulletproof. The glasses that you're wearing right now, I've seen him wear a few pairs of those. Clearly, you're wearing glasses uh, in reference to the light spectrum you're talking about. And yeah. I've tried explaining to some people because I'm, I'm, I'm like, I know that Dave Asprey calls himself like the biohacker, and that's a new thing. And, yeah. Uh, I I have an upgrade to that. <laughs> well, uh, good, because I've been kind of telling people, I'm like, I'm starting oh. to get into the biohacking thing. And yeah, well, guess, guess what you need to do? Forget okay. The biohacking thing, and I would tell you probably, you you re really want to go past where Dave is. Uh, I'm a mitohacker. Wow. I'm, I'm, a mitochondria. A mitochondria. I'm a mitochondriac. 
Okay. And the people who follow me all become mitochondriacs and you can't help become or help not become a, a, a mitochondriac because you realize that fundamentally in every biohack, really it's a mitohack. What, what you're fun- functionally doing and the way you think about this, Scott, let's, let's bring it to something that you really can understand. Let's talk about a Ferrari and a Nissan Sentra, somebody who's well and somebody who's sick. We can use that as an analogy. So when we talk to people who are food gurus, you know, low carb, high fat or paleo, whatever you want to talk about, um, why would you focus in when you're trying to have those two cars on the fuel put into them? Wouldn't you want to start at the engine that drives all the efficiency? What makes those two cars different? I mean, let's face it. They're both cars that both get you from New Orleans to Allentown, Pennsylvania. No problem. Mm -hmm. But one will get you there quicker than the other. And, and the key thing is, it doesn't matter if we put regular, unleaded, or super premium gas in either car. They will still work. The key is the engine. And that's what mitochondria are all about. And that's why it's so incredibly important when we start to talk about health that we start there because most people don't. And when you don't start there, you've completely lost your perspective on truly what matters. And I always tell people, if, if, if food and exercise were fundamentally the truth, then why are so many people struggling? Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. And see, what we don't realize is that our modern world is blue lit and microwaved. You know, think about the things you have on your head now. Think about how me and you are communicating yeah. over the internet on the World Wide Web. Well, this is all light frequencies. People don't realize that Wi-Fi is light frequencies, and those light frequencies dehydrate us. Even this and, wired headphone set? Oh yeah, dude, that's that's bad news. Okay, and that's the reason why I don't have them on. I, see I, I don't put anything on my major antenna. Why? This is what I pay attention to. See, our species buries their mitochondria right here and in our hearts. Now, I want you to think about all the death and destruction that's going on around us. The number one causes of death in the United States are tied to the brain and the heart. Why? Because that's where our mitochondrial density is as humans. So that would behoove you to become a mitochondria. Why? Because maybe you don't want to go down that path. Well, I'm, no. ar- I'm already starting to go down that path um, for my girlfriend because she has sleeping issues. She's a equine vet doctor, chiropractic doctor for animals. So she's a very intelligent girl. Went to Cornell, went to UPenn. But this girl loves playing with her iPad right before bed while watching television. And I don't know anywhere near the level of what we're getting into today. But I know for a fact, I'm like, I'm like babe, I'm that's, like, blue light. Blue that's light. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and here's the, here's the crazy thing. Now that you tell me that she's an equine vet, um, you should stop her right there and say, well, how come you use red light therapy on your horses when they're bad? And you don't realize that the blue light from that iPad has four times the color temperature, has no red in it. Remember, the antidote of blue is red. So she is living in a world where her melatonin level through her eyes, through the central retinal pathways destroy the mitochondria and something called the retinal pigmentum epithelium. And in the retinal pigmentum epithelium is where you make melatonin. Most people think they make melatonin in their brain first. Turns out, Scott, you make it in your eye. And if you cannot make it in your eye, that means that you cannot turn that pineal gland on in the middle of your brain. So it allows you to sleep. So guess where the problem starts? Problem starts in the eye. Wow. 
That's the- I, I've been telling her this for a year. <laughs> and uh, so at least now she's got her new upgraded iPhone and now they have that new light filter not built into enough. the software. It's still not good I, enough. Well, yeah, I, I'm running phone. on warm light settings all the time now. See, see my phone, how it's got the yeah. screen on it? Hold on. So just so you know, that's not good enough. You, when you deal with any kind of man-made technology, kind of like you and I are talking right now, mm-hmm. right now you're aging faster because your eyes are protected. Mine are. And this blocks all frequencies between four and 500. Now, and, and to help our listeners, again, we are videoing this actually thanks to the, uh, the Zoom platform we're on. So this will be a YouTube video for you guys too if you want to go look at this. Um, but he's actually wearing, it looks like an orange or an amber lens glasses. These are the glasses, same frames. These are the glasses that block 50% of the blue that I use when I'm in surgery or working with patients. That's more of like a clear lens, but well, it clearly has some kind of filter in it. It doesn't have the BPI tint. This is the one that I usually wear at surgery. And okay. at nighttime, when the sun sets, because this is being done in the morning, Right. and I put these over the top, and this knocks everything completely out. Wow. This, this one is the most impressive one because this one protects you. So like when I'm inside, I'll wear it. Now, last night I went out to dinner with my wife and one of my, my uh, surgeon buddies and I had these on and I'll wear those. But anytime I come in, I'm wearing the other ones. And the reason why the single most important surface for you to protect, cause you know, I know you've talked to other people who talk about, you know, the gut uh, being uh, a big issue. Well, the, the, the four surfaces that are, completely psychotically important to a mitochondriac are your eye, your skin, your gut, and your lung surface. Mm-hmm. And of the four, the key one to get right is your eye. Why? Because your eye drives all growth and metabolism uh, pathways in the brain through the central retinal pathway. And that pathway, just so you know, since I know you're a technology guy, you'll appreciate this. Your retina connects to the leptin receptor. That's what I taught a whole bunch of people about a long time ago with the blog post called My Leptin Prescription. Now, when you read that blog post, you'll never hear me talk about light, but really the leptin prescription is all about light, fundamentally, when you break it down. Well, between the leptin receptor and your retina is a thing called the supracosmatic nucleus, probably something you've heard of. It's called the SCN. That's what you have circadian biology in in your body. Well, the reason why God or evolution, you you pick who you want to use, um, put it in between there. It's just like a semiconductive circuit. And what that does, it sets the program for the leptin receptor. Between those two, the key light frequencies that go in there determine when your pituitary gland turns on and turns off and what it makes. So that's the reason why you can see a guy who's physically fit, like a perfect example we can use kevin because you had him on the show when i first met kevin kevin was extremely fit had you know big time health challenges if you look at his hormone panel it was destroyed why was it destroyed when the guy looks exactly like you know adonis yeah he had already lost a lot of weight really got himself dialed in physically looking like he's dialed in that's the big mistake that most people make because how you look is still only a half truth Hmm. you have to have a hormone panel that backs it up and guess what happens when your mitochondria in your central retinal pathway is bad, you'll never have a good hormone panel. And I can't tell you how many people you've probably had on this show that when you look at them, because that's how we observe people, you say, oh, there's no way that guy is fit or this guy has got to be fit. Look at their labs and then you see a completely different story. 
this is interesting because you, um, I don't know if you've ever been on, I, if you're not, I have to get you connected. Vinny Tortorich runs a very successful podcast called the uh, fitness confidential. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Uh, but he's, uh, he's also a guest host now on the Adam Carolla show and he's got one of the most successful podcasts ever. So they got a lot of followers and Vinny's a huge health and fitness nut. Um, he's, went to a very, very good college and he's not just a personal trainer. Like he's educated very highly for a professional trainer. And he said, he's like, listen, he's like the whole leptin and ghrelin and everything else. He's always talking about this from a nutritional standpoint because he started the movement of NSNG, which is no sugars, no grains. That's kind of his little tagline. But to yeah. your point, we're, he's barely chipping away. I mean, that's all surface level. We've got to get yeah. deeper than that. Oh yeah, you, you, you have to. And the thing is, most people understand the connection uh, between the retina, the supercosmetic nucleus and leptin, but the problem is they don't understand how frequencies of light control that. And, you know, when you're a technology guy, uh, like probably a lot of your listeners are, they understand that technology uses silicon wafers. Silicon wafers are, can make light emitting diodes. That's exactly what the cells in this pathway do and different frequencies of light turn on different chemicals. What people don't realize, for example, dopamine, melatonin, all, uh, you know, all the pituitary hormones, testosterone, estrogen, they all have light frequencies associated with them. They absorb and emit. So that means every protein in your body is a hydrated semiconductor. It's a hydrated LED. Wow. And that's how it works. That's how leptin works. And leptin happens to be the hormone that controls all of them. But guess what the lever is from the environment? It's the light frequency that you allow. So for example, you and I are breaking one of my cardinal rules. We're doing a podcast on blue light, which is why you see me wearing my glasses this time. Mm -hmm. well, I'm not willing to get four times the amount of blue this time of the day. Why? Because the key receptor at, that we use at nighttime when it's dusk is called melanopsin. Melanopsin is linked to vitamin A. So a weakly covalent uh, bound situation. But here's the key thing. When you ruin melanopsin signaling, that's the reason why your girlfriend can't uh, make any melatonin in her eye. Mm -hmm. So we regenerate melanopsin receptors during the day when we're awake. Wow, really? That's the key. These are all these little keys. When you start to understand these little nuances, you start going, wait a minute, Doc. We regenerate rods and cones that we use for, for our camera vision at nighttime, but melanopsin gets regenerated during the daytime while we're wide awake. And then when you look at an eye and you see where the light comes in, one of the crazy things about light is all the effects are nonlinear. And that makes it very difficult for people to understand because what does nonlinear mean? It means that small little stimuli lead to massive amplifications. Well, if you think about what I just said to you, that the color of light can make you a diabetic, okay? It will drive your blood sugars through the roof. Blue light does that by itself hmm. and you know that most people who have diabetes also have poor sleep your girlfriend will know that but people don't realize if you keep putting that blue light through your eye with no antidote meaning no red associated with it, that's how you get insulin resistant okay it has yeah. nothing to do with you eating big macs all day long but yeah. that's what we believe because that's what we're taught and see the food part of the story is a half truth see carbohydrates become a problem for someone who's insulin resistant who first breaks the semiconductive circuit within the eye and the leptin receptor. And that's the reason why circadian biology, because that SCN sits in between those, destroys those mitochondria. 
And when those mitochondria get destroyed, that circuit is completely broken. And then all hell breaks loose. And what we call all hell breaking loose in medicine is inflammation. Mm -hmm. Well, in, in a technology world, on a, on a motherboard, that's called chaos. Yeah. And what is, what, is a, what is a motherboard try to do? It, it's built to control the frequencies of light. So is this process in the anterior visual system. And the anterior visual system turns out to be the single most important part of a mitochondriac's existence. That's what I teach people. Wow. I mean, the cool thing is you're taking me back to the 90s because in high school, I didn't follow a standard college prep course uh, line. I grew up on a farm and I said, like, you know, I'm going to go to a tech school, but then I was geeking out. So I got to study microelectronics. So I learned from DC to AC to digital to microprocessor level. So uh, you're bringing me back many years ago, but I'm getting that full circle loop and I'm really connecting on what you're telling me here. This is awesome. Well, I figured that you would understand it probably better than most of the food guys that have me on their podcast, because I know that you have a business background. And I think there's probably a lot of people who are in business that are listening to this. And, you know, when a guy comes on who's a neurosurgeon and tells you that every protein in your body is a hydrated semiconductor, you know, you start going, whoa, wait a minute. I've never heard that before. Yep. That's effectively what it is. And, and did I come up with that idea? No, believe it or not, a guy who won the Nobel Prize did in the 1940s. His name is Albert St. Georgie. Wow. And most people don't even know that this guy wrote about that. And, and he, one of his big speeches to the, uh, the Budapest uh, Academy was done in 1941 during the war, where he actually was the first person that said this. And then you have to realize at that time, there was no solid state physics. You know, there was no Silicon Valley. There was no, no anything. Everybody was distracted by the world wars anyway. Exactly. And this guy was so forward thinking that he realized that the key to life was an electron. And the reason why is because he understood how semiconductors worked because he was pretty good friends with guys that you may know, like Einstein and mm -hmm. Werner Heisenberg and things like that. But he was a biologist. He was an MD biologist from Europe. And the more he dug, the more he found. And I got turned on to his work a through another surgeon named Dr. Robert O. Becker, who is an orthopedic surgeon. And uh, through his work in bone regeneration, Becker actually was the first person to prove that St. Georgie was right. And what he did is he showed that bone heals and regenerates utilizing semiconductor. In other words, he found that collagen is an N-type semiconductor. Okay. And it turns out appetite that's on bone is a P-type semiconductor. He also found out that the photoelectric effect, we liberate light from these semiconductors, and that's what drives bone regeneration. So and this, just so you know, this was published in the 1960s, okay, 1970s. Why didn't it make a huge impact in medicine? Why hasn't it made a big, huge impact in your life and, and in your girlfriend's life? It's very simple. I want you to think about the 1960s. You're probably too young to realize it. Oh, 77, so yeah. <laughs> so was there any Google? Was there any Intel? No. No, they were just starting out. And see, solid state physics was not popular. It was still ramping up until it became uh, applicable in technology. Where did it take off? It started to take off in the 70s with, you know, Gordon Moore and Intel. Well, guess what? In medicine, they completely blew this stuff off the chart because they're like, well, this has no application to biology. And it turned out nobody ever read Becker's work. And guess what? I happened to be a spine surgeon. And that's how I got turned on to it when I was a resident. And when I heard this, I was like, 
I've never heard, I never heard this in medical school. I never heard it in residency until I read Becker's original papers. And you have to realize my, my change program that happened to me didn't occur then. I didn't change until about 2003, 2004, 2005, after I was out of residency and got really, really fat. Well, this is, this is an important lesson to the listeners because like this gentleman is a, you know, very well-educated man. And he did the studies, he did the readings, and he just admitted to our listeners that it took you even years to finally start implementing this knowledge that you had acquired and making, finally connecting the dots. So just think about that's what mastery is all about. It's about putting those 10,000 hours in, you know, you know, the cliche that's in the business world. They talk about to truly be a master, you have to have 10,000 hours. I think that's bullshit. I think you can master it faster. Oh yeah. It works smarter. But the key thing is, is yeah, all these little parts and pieces of my life became important for that time that I needed them. And then that's when I jumped down the rabbit hole to fix me. I realized that the diet and exercise thing wasn't working for me. I was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So I said, you know what? I need to start to think about this differently. And that's when I took a trip to Michelangelo's David because it was on my bucket list. And I looked up at him. And I looked at my fat ass and I said, what's the difference between per- perfection and me? And it dawned on me right away. It was circadian biology. I said, David was created 500 years ago where there was no electric lights. There was no internet. There was no- none of this, none of that. And I started to think about when all the NHANES data started to go haywire for our species. And it was right around the same time that man started to use electric light back in the 1890s with Tesla and Westinghouse. Um, and Edison, and then it ramped up through the wars because of radar. And it just started to make sense. So what did I do? I jumped down that rabbit hole. And literally 18 months, I went to medical school library and started to read on a variety of different things. And it was a book written by a guy. It's a fable. It's not even a, it's not even a true story. Here's the crazy part. <laughs> Robert Sharma wrote this book called The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. And I'm sure a lot of your listeners probably have read it because, you know, it's... it's I've heard big, of that. Yeah, it's, it's big in business circles. So I read the book and it's a story, you'll probably appreciate this, Scott, um, of a, a lawyer uh, from New York, famous guy, best lawyer in New York, has a heart attack in uh, a trial. And literally from that point, he quits his job, goes to the Himalaya Mountains, by all accounts in the book, the guy was an asshole before, you know, all this happened. That's what made him good at his job. And he came back uh, two or three years later, completely tanned, lost weight. Everybody said he looked younger. And it turned out he was a nice guy now. And he was teaching people what he learned. So I'm reading this whole thing. Meanwhile, at the same time, I'm going to the library reading stacks. And I mean, my wife's in the, the bedroom now. Listen to this. She'll tell you, I, I had a man room where I kept my wine cellar, mm-hmm. the papers were literally, I spent probably almost $20,000 photocopying papers. Oh my Lord. And I read all this stuff in 18 months. And guess what? It turned out, I started to read the, the book and I was like, wait a minute, is this possible? Like what happened to this guy? Could I do this? And that's where I came up with my leptin prescription and the cold thermogenesis protocol. So what did I do? My first mito hack, I'm sharing it with you right now. I did not believe what I wrote in both of those prescriptions. So I got in front of my family. I was 357 pounds at the time during, um, I think it was, yeah, 
Thanksgiving. And I said, in one year, I'm going to be in a Speedo. And they all laughed at me. Oh, they called you out a little bit there. Okay. Except one person, my wife. My wife knew I was up to something, but she had no idea what I was doing. And she knew that I needed to change because she was fed up with me as well. I mean, I didn't like me. She didn't like me. And we both knew it, but she didn't know what was firing me up. And when I realized, I told her I thought that I could do something crazy, that I could eat more, exercise less, and lose weight if I just controlled my environment better. So I did that for three months. And in the first three months, I lost 77 pounds. So now here I am as the scientist skeptic going, holy shit, I just did something that I didn't even believe could work. And you probably didn't think you were going to hit that kind of weight reduction in, in 90 days. Yeah. No, I've never, I never, I never in a million years thought that would happen. So I continued on. And then the first year I lost 133 pounds total. So of course I'm writing a lot of stuff down, learning about this hack. And, um, the next thing, you know, it takes off at the hospital. Why? Cause you know, it's every, all my colleagues said, dude, what are you doing to lose all this weight? And when I told them that I'm eating more, but I'm doing it at specific times of the day. And that's when one of the gastroenterologists became extremely interested. And he said, look, I'm going to start sending you some non neurosurgery patients because I'd like you to try to help them. And they started getting better. Hmm. And when you are a physician, you know, it's one thing about doing an N equals one on yourself. But the crazy thing is the next person I did it on was my son. Then I did it on my nephew and they all had the same results. So I started to realize this is a big deal. So when Don sent me patients that had no neurosurgical issues and they started getting better, he said, Jack, you need to put this on the internet. He goes, you realize how disruptive this is? He goes, it's disruptive to medicine because this is not the paradigm. This is not what the paradigm is all about. And to be honest with you at that time, Scott, I was never, I've never been an internet guy. Mm -hmm. and that's why it's so ironic of kind of what's happened to me over the last six to seven years, because now I'm using the thing that's killing us to get the message out. And the irony's not lost on me, but Don was the guy that said, you need to put these ideas down. He goes, what you're doing is helping my patients. He goes, and if you can help my patients without ever seeing them, he goes, you need to put this on the internet. And you need to let people use it and see what happens. He says, you don't have to you know, teach them quantum physics overnight. He says, but as people get more interested, they're going to want to know a little bit more about how this works. Oh, yeah. When something clicks with me, I start geeking out and I dig in deep. And my girlfriend even notices that about me, too. And she's like, God, you're becoming obsessed. I was like, hey, when I find something that's breaking the norm and it's working, yeah, I want to learn more about it because I want to share that. You know, right. that's, what, that's why you and I are talking today. I'm like, there's something to be shared here. Okay, people need to hear this stuff. Yeah, and, and, I, and I agree with you. My, my big frustration is in my paradigm in medicine, people are not ready for this. Why? Because the system is set up to take care of sick people. They don't want to build well people. So the really cool thing about being a mitochondriac is online, I find people like you who are like, you know, I, I definitely want to add these parts. There's clearly parts that I'm missing from the food gurus. Mm -hmm. That's the reason why, you know, people fail. That's the reason why they make 250 to 300 diet books per month 
if they, if food and exercise fix people, we wouldn't need to be talking right now. I mean, I, I coach CrossFit in my free time. Every Friday night, uh, my friends own the gym. I go and coach it. I mean, it's because it's part of my lifestyle. And But I've one thing that I can rewind back to is uh, a little quick background for you is in 2010 and 2011 – Prior to that, I was in the corporate world. Like I, I left the farming life and I wanted to you know, chase those corporate dreams and make good money, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Went back to school, finished a degree in marketing and psychology. Uh, and then I said, wait a minute, I'm not loving this. So here's my life-changing moment for you, and you'll connect on this, is that I got to kind of step away from the technology because I left – went and got certified with the federal government and then served as a hotshot wildland firefighter based out of Arizona. So we traveled all over the West fighting the big wildfires. So the funny thing is that was probably some of the best sleep that I ever had. And people were like, Oh, it's because you're 16 hours on the fire line of physical exhaustion. And don't get me wrong. There was definitely accumulated exhaustion, but I, I, until we finally got released for days off and you drive back in our crew carriers to the base and you have a chance to get into cell phone coverage and look at your phone, my phone was off. I mean, we oh, were yeah. in the woods fighting wildfires and the only, the only light that I had was either daylight or the fire, the firewall in front of me glowing. <laughs> well, I was going to say to you, here's the funny thing. You're in, you're technically, you're on a big camping trip. Yeah. Now data out there that show you if you want to improve your sleep, the number one thing to do is go camping. Well, what did you do for six months? You were camping constantly. Yep. You're in a forest around trees that are making huge amounts of oxygen. Okay. You're also around infrared light from the fire, which also helps your mitochondria. You, you don't realize how much you were doing right. That's the reason why you slept. And here's the point. Think about what we're talking about. You've had this experience, but you probably never told a lot of people about it because you didn't realize what the connection was to nature. And that's the point. The point is now the real reason that we've connected. And I always believe this. The reason why people become entangled is because you needed to hear that what you experienced back then is tied to quantum biology. That is the key. And I would tell you with your girlfriend that you mentioned earlier, you need to do that with her. Take her camping. Take all the technology away from her. Because guess what? That will help her. And that's fundamentally what I'm teaching people. I tell people what my day job is in neurosurgery. It's killing me. What what me and you are doing right now is killing killing us. Yeah. The thing is, the information is critical to get out to people because when they begin to understand how your mitochondria is destroyed by light frequencies, that's when their life changes. That's when you start to go, wait a minute, I can still do the things that I want to do. I can still go to Vegas with my buddies and go to, uh, you know, uh, a party for somebody getting married and all that crap. As long as I protect certain things and I do extraordinary things that night or the next morning, you know, that things that other people wouldn't think about doing. Like, for example, one of the things that cropped up in my head to share with you, I hope that your box is outside and it's not inside because let me tell you something. The reason why CrossFit gets a bad name from Jack Cruz is not because I don't want people exercising, because the idiots that do it and their workouts of the day are on the blue light. So, Scott, you may know about this famous guy in, in the CrossFit world who was doing deadlifts and his spine completely fractured. Yes. Right? Well, yeah, guess yeah. what? You know why that happened? Go back and look at every video that you've ever seen of that cat online. Guess where it was? Always, in, always indoors. Always. So, guess what? One of my surgery buddies back in Nashville before I moved has a CrossFit box too. His name's Alan Buck. He's an anesthesiologist. He's 70 years old. Guy's in great shape. 
His box is outside. Guess why it's outside? Talk to me. Okay. And, and I, I will, you know, and I, I will go ahead and tell you, we're not. We are in an old four-story uh, repurposed textile mill. Luckily, we're on the first floor. So whenever we have good weather, I'm taking people outside and running them and doing as much as I can outside as possible because I'm an outdoorsy guy anyway. So it's that's just something we're working on. But admittedly, most of the probably 85% of the workouts are happening inside that domain. And they got the double. And I hate that light. I hate the double tubular fluorescent bulbs hanging in the ceiling. So, And, and, and this is what I tell people. When it's not, when you guys are having bad weather, you know, we just got tornadoes down here in New Orleans a couple weeks ago. I saw that. A couple of days ago. And you guys are now getting the snow from that. Well, guess what? When that snow's out there, that's the time to do the CrossFit workout. Outside, in the snow, in your skivvies. That is when you want to do it. Nice. And that's that's the counterintuitive part of quantum biology because you know yourself when you're training people and you said, we're going to do what? That's the point, Scott. That's those nonlinear changes it's it makes all the difference in the world and that's the key it's it's true because i luckily stumbled across crossfit because of the wildland firefighting i had been a spinning instructor for five years when i wasn't doing my corporate gig and and uh i was i'm a, I'm a huge cyclist so trust me i spend a ton of time outdoors i'm either mountain biking road biking or i've been a ski race coach for 11 years so when it's snowing i'm on the mountain and i'm living life to the fullest so uh trust me i get outside a lot but the firefighting is what i, I showed up in the middle of the mountains of arizona where our base was and they said, okay, we're doing two workouts a day. It's CrossFit. I'm like, what the heck is CrossFit? And the beauty of me learning it in that form was everything was outside. We never, we might've run through the building where the fire trucks were just to go get to our wall balls, but we had to carry them outside. We had a big um, shipping container that we welded pull-up bars to the roof on. And so everything was done outdoors. And plus it's Arizona. I mean, the fact that the chance of us getting rain is <laughs> minimal. So, yeah. And then we were at, our base was at 5,000 feet. The rim around us was 7,000. So guess where we were hiking and doing all of our interval running. I mean, we were, yeah, it was, it was a good, very good fit life. My members that are going to listen to this are going to laugh because of what you just said. Okay. You're at five to 7,000 feet. Here's another quantum mito hack for you to do. Do you know why that was important? When you go above 5,000 feet, just so you know, most of Arizona is in vitamin D winter. You have to be below Jackson, Mississippi in the United States to make vitamin D this time of the year. That's part of the reason why I relocated from Nashville about four years ago down here because we make vitamin D all the time. Hmm. What's one of the ways you can hack it when you go to a place that's above 5,000 feet? Because then you get more UV light, even when it's vitamin D winter. How do you like that? Yeah, man, that's the reason why you slept like a rock star. Because guess what happens? UV light. You see my shirt's purple. You see yes. my glasses purple. See my watch? Yeah. Purple and red light is what regenerate us. So guess what? UV light is mostly blocked by the lens. So I'm going to teach you something else here about amplification and nonlinear effects. If you talk to any ophthalmologist, they'll tell you, well, you know, UV light doesn't get into the eye, which I can prove to you in two seconds is total bullshit. Why? Because if you take a UV light and shine in someone's light eye, you'll see the reflection off the retina. Okay. okay? And I do that for people when they're here live with me, but this is what I want to teach you. The retina allows about 1% of that UV light through. All right. It's filtering it down because we only need very little to run the RPE in the eye. It has these things called dense core granules. That's what makes dopamine, dude. 
and it makes dopamine in your, in your eye that controls the size of your eye. It also controls melatonin, ocular melatonin levels. That's the reason you slept. So when you just said that my members heard it, they're yeah. probably going, Jack, you need to tell him why that 5,000 foot thing <laughs> deal. Because one of the biohacks that I would, I tell people, if you do live in a, a high latitude, try to get up in the altitude. Uh, and the reason why is because you can offset that. The downside in our modern world that screws this thing up is when you have population density around you, that dehydrates your mitochondria because everybody uses seven to 10 devices that are bi-directional microwave devices. So that's the reason why you can be buck-ass naked in Los Angeles and your vitamin D will never go up mm. because to actually make vitamin D, your mitochondria have to make water because one of the things that people are not up on is all these little details. So people learn about photosynthesis in third grade. They oh, know yeah. that you take carbon dioxide, you take water and sunlight and it makes sugars. Everybody learned that. But you know what people forget, Scott? You know what mitochondria do? They reverse the process. They yeah. make CO2 and they make water. Why? Because that water is used to shrink the respiratory proteins to bring them closer together so that you can tunnel electrons faster. Because all foods break down to electrons, which is how we started this podcast. So when you're dehydrated, guess what happens? You go from a, a Ferrari to a Nissan Sentra. And there and lies the big issue. You know, it's funny you're bringing up this because about the comparison to Arizona, for example, years ago, someone gave me a, a vitamin D related type of supplement. I forget what it was, but uh, and they showed studies from a guy who works at the High Desert Heart Institute in Arizona. And um, he referenced the fact that even though he lives in Arizona, plenty of sunlight, everything else, he also was vitamin D deficient. That's why he was reinforcing the supplement. But he never brought any kind of detail behind why he's vitamin right. D deficient. Well, most people don't. And you know, most of my members know I'm not a fan of supplementation. That's part of the reason why uh, me and Dave Asprey no longer see eye to eye. When the last time, one of the best things that ever happened in my life and I have to give Dave credit here. Um, he asked me to speak at an event three years ago, and it turns out that I was wildly controversial on purpose. Well, he's, he's used to that too. I mean, he yeah, gets that. Not, not, my, not, not my version of controversial because <laughs> basically I was telling people, look, you need to look deeper. There's a deeper story here. And I happened to meet a guy at that meeting, a guy named Ruben Salinas, and it turns out that he's a former GE light engineer. And we had this massive Q&A after my talk. And I had about 500 people around me. And Ruben just came up to me and he goes, tell me about red light. And I, all I said to him, I said one word. I said, boom. And he just fell back into the crowd. And people, this Q&A, just so you know, Scott, went on 12 hours after my talk. That's a long QA. <laughs> yeah, it didn't finish till 3 o'clock in the morning across the street at a restaurant that stayed open because all these people were there. They've wow. had his, his, his VIP dinner. Everybody was with me. So you can see I was not very popular, mm. but anyway, Ruben two weeks later flies up to see me in Maine. I was talking to uh, the heads of state in the Philippines. They wanted to bring me to the Philippines to talk to all the doctors there to give them this quantum perspective. And I was meeting with the people that ran all their hospitals, you know, all bigwigs in the company. So Ruben said, can I crash this event? So he comes up from Boston 
And he talk, starts talking to me. He goes, look, he goes, you and me need to start talking about light. He goes, I can build things that you can't imagine. So long story short, I told you before about my leptin prescription and the cold thermogenesis protocol. So Ruben then flies, I don't know, six, seven times down in New Orleans. We're on my porch right out here on Bourbon Street next to my magnolia tree during a thunderstorm and 70 mile an hour winds. And I make him come out there. <laughs> I explained to him how my tree lives here and how that tree couldn't live in Boston. And I said, we can make a device that builds the leptin prescription, the cold thermogenesis protocol into it, put it on the wrist and I can create another eye utilizing the radial artery to do it. We can deliver light frequencies directly in. We can use animal photosynthesis to do it. And he's looking at me. He's like, dude, you've really thought about this. I'm like, Oh dude, I got it all down right here. This is the Indiegogo campaign you were hinting at before wow. we started the show. Okay. Guess what? Here's the cool part. Literally, Ruben hears all this. Within two weeks, Scott, we have a prototype. <laughs> and I even posted it on Facebook. And if you saw what the first one looked like, it looked like a red glove. It looked like something that Iron Man would wear. <laughs> it was totally bullshit. And, and Ruben has a huge biohacking place back in Boston. So when I gave him all the ideas and I gave him the articles to go read, Literally within three or four months, he says, Jack, he goes, we can build this. He goes, we're going to do this on Indiegogo. And he goes, we're going to be able to augment the mammalian battery. And he goes, this is going to be huge for people. You're going to be able to help performance. And, you know, you're a CrossFit guy. So our whole idea was really based around guys like you. If, if I told you that you can go do take a bench press and I can add 20% of your weight within three or four weeks, you'd be like, come on, dude, there's no way. What if I told you there is a way and it's already been proven, but people just don't know about it? Well, guess what? That's kind of what the angle went on. And Stanford University made this stupid looking glove. It was it looked like a catcher's mitt that all these Olympic athletes were putting on. And it was working. They were actually physically figuring out how to blood dope utilizing light. That's what the Russians have been doing forever. And they made this device called the Stanford glove. The problem was they had this big issue that they couldn't solve. And what, what was that big issue? They had to use a vacuum suction device to get the vessels to come to the surface to deliver. Uh, okay. I told Ruben, you know what they forgot? Sunlight does it. And you don't have to use a vacuum device. That means you can shrink the device. Sunlight so naturally brings the vessels to the surface. Yeah. You know the reason why? Sunlight releases nitric oxide in your skin. It yeah. vasodilates. Why? Because your body's trying to irradiate its blood. But wait a minute, Doc. You're, you need to take nitric oxide supplements, right? NO2 explode and all that stuff. <laughs> you know, that's stuff that Dave Asprey tells people, and I let it go in this area and out the other. I mean, that that's the problem. This is the problem. When you only know a little bit of the truth, you make mistakes. Well, and I will say this. I, am a, I, I do take some supplements. Not a lot, but a few. But I also know for the fact that there's certain supplements I have not chosen to take because I've gotten into this biohacking world. And I understand that, for example, uh, thanks to the one nutrition company that I use, I, f I found a way to stimulate natural HGH production. One of the ways I do it is I just do a, a fasting, you know, kind of let my body catch up and detox and cleanse. And I come back in after doing a day and, and that's, that's, that's no meals, no eating, letting the body kind of rest and recover. And I can hit a new PR on a lift and people are like, that's not possible. You didn't even eat yesterday. And I said, guys, like fasting and cleansing has been around for centuries. Like you gotta like your body needs, and this is a big problem in the CrossFit world. 
people don't rest and recover. People don't, uh, to your point, sleep properly. They have way too much stimulation. Uh, so this is everything we're talking about right now is that it's, it's kind of bringing everything full circle. <laughs> I'm yeah, loving well, this. I, I would actually tell you the easiest way to raise growth hormone, take your shoes off and make like the Sphinx every morning. That's the fastest way to do it. Sunlight during, as soon as the sun rises. Yeah, and, and here's the crazy thing. Remember, it's always cold, even in, in, in July 4th. You go out first thing in the morning, there's dew on the ground. Oh, yeah. And it's cooler. Why? That's actually how you do it. That's part of CT. So you talk about grounding? Is that called grounding? Grounding, grounding is important because what it does, you're con connecting to the surface. Remember, the sun is a wireless device. And that light is designed to come through your eye. And when you're grounded to the ground, it's connected. Remember, if you don't have a properly grounded thing at home, and you know sure. this technology doesn't work well. Well, we're the same way. So guess what? When you're in there doing all that stupid shit in CrossFit under blue light with your fancy schmancy rubber sole shoes, maybe then you'll understand why your freaking hormone panel looks like, you know, you're an 80 year old guy because the rest and recovery, that's the problem. You're beating the shit out of yourself, but you're not realizing you're not recharging with nature. Mm -hmm. And that's why your story for me, that's why I'm sitting here smiling because I know my members, when they listen to this, they're going to be like, dude, this guy basically is doing and didn't know what he was doing when he was doing it. And that's what I want to teach people, Scott. Uh, and that's why it's been a pleasure for me talking to you because I want you to be able to understand the physics behind this so that you'll say, hey, you know what? Maybe this is a part that I need to add when I'm training people, that we need that connection with nature. And if you want to understand how those light frequencies work, that's when you're going to come in my world and I'm going to split your head open. Oh, I'm already going to be coming to your world. <laughs> I'm already following you. So uh, this is definitely, it's, it, I've been already moving this way. It's, it's already been like, the, as I dig deeper into the hacking and the biohacking, uh, I brought this up in a past couple episodes with a few people. I'm like, yeah, do I target people's health and their nutrition? Sure. It is important to how you fuel your body. But to your point, you need to be fueling the brain, fueling your eyes properly, which also triggers the body. Like it's all tied together. And it's true. You know, your brain controls a lot. <laughs> and if we're not fueling it properly. All right. It does. Well, that's why I tell people, I said, look, we can get away with putting shitty fuel in our cars. But what happens when you do that long enough, the engine starts to go and the engines and also the mitochondria. That's why when I teach people, I teach them to be mitochondriacs. Every biohack that I do now is based around mitochondria. And when you teach people where the key portions are, you know, I'll give you another one that you may appreciate. You know, when we have these biochemists that you'll get on, they'll talk about how biochemistry is the same here as it is here, here is there. When you have the quantum perspective, you realize that light changes the biochemistry that's possible. And to prove to people that what I just said is absolutely true, cytochrome three, four, and five are all red light chromophores. Cytochrome one is a fluorophore. It absorbs UV light. So that means the type of light can change no matter what you're you're doing. If I put red light on you, I can improve your mitochondrial function. The reason why your girlfriend can't sleep, she's inundating her brain and all its mitochondria with blue light, no red. So guess what? Blue in, in terms of the sun is stimulating uh, in the morning, but guess what turns that stimulation off? When UV starts, mm -hmm. okay? Red regenerates. So when you start to understand all these parts, you say, man, if I work, I'm never out at that time of the day. So if you do that for 20, 30, 40 years, 
Does that cause mitochondrial heteroplasmy to rise? Is that the reason why some people do better than others? Yeah, it turns out your environment is way more important than the fuel you put in. Mm. And this is very counterintuitive to people who make their money selling supplements and pills and, and food and this and that. The only food that is absolutely critical for this environment right here is DHA. Again, guys, our listeners, he's pointing at his eyes. <laughs> And remember what we talked about earlier in the podcast. I told you the retina, SCN, and the leptin receptor. This that that pathway has more DHA in it than any other part of the body, and it turns out that's your main semiconductor. Hmm. So we have these two pathways in the eye that most people who are listening to this have never heard of. It's called the Bazan effect. I learned about it in residency because Bazan is at LSU where I did my residency, and it turns out that your retina. Every time light hits it, that melanopsin and vitamin A separate, okay? And DHA has to be recycled. We have a short loop in our lot, in our eye, and that constantly recycles. But when you're leptin resistant, you lose that ability. So you have this other cycle called the long loop cycle that connects to the gut, to the liver. So when you are blue light toxic here, it ruins the long loop. So you can't put DHA in every cell everywhere in your body, including your eye. So guess what happens? Dude, the whole system breaks down. Why? You're an old technology guy. What happens when you screw up with semiconductors, dude? Say you put some stray voltages in there. You just block the pathways. I mean, boom. Yeah. See, talking to you. Seeing a capacitor explode on a circuit board, same amount of times. We did it on purpose for fun. (laughs) Guess what? We're doing it on purpose in medicine. We're doing it because we're giving people iPads. Your girlfriend is that example. Yeah. And you need to let her listen to this so she understands this. Because let me tell you something, the fastest way to hurt somebody is screwing up their eyes. I, I, I'm, I'm behind you I'm behind you 110%. I mean, besides just using the iPad, she justifies it because she's doing, um, they make these brain stimulating games like puzzles. So she's like, oh, I'm exercising my brain. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you might be exercising it with the app, but then the negatives of that light are just counteracting what you're doing. Right. And you're absolutely right. There's no question about it. And the thing is when people think that this science isn't deep, dude, it's so deep now. Uh, I literally, you can go Google blue light or blue light hazard in the eye and you'll come up with thousands of articles. I'm not kidding, kidding you. When I told you when I went to the Philippines, one of the key things that the people in the Philippines wanted me to talk about uh, was how when we do cataract surgery on people, we put intraocular lenses in, how that physically changed people. So I made a comment to one of the ophthalmologists there. I said, have you ever actually gone back and looked at your patients that had type 2 diabetes after you put the lens in to see if they get worse or better with their insulin resistance? And he goes, no, I haven't. And I said, well, your literature has, and they get worse. And you know why? Because you're putting a lens in that completely blocks UV and only 50% blocks blue yet the world even in the philippines this is what they do dude all day yeah 150 times a day people look at this that has four times the color temperature of blue light than the sun does again we're referring to your smart devices gang your phones your smartphones your iphones your androids yada 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 and when the ophthalmologist started to think about this he goes you know it's kind of interesting he goes i did read some stuff from Japan about this. There's a a Japanese ophthalmologist that's starting to talk about why, because ophthalmologists only look at the eye as a camera. 
but it turns out it's a clock. It's an eye clock. And that clock is that circadian clock for what I told you before. Retina, SCN, leptin. Turns out that SCN program, dude, is completely run by melanopsin, which is completely run by 435 to 465 blue light. Wow. Boom. Yeah. That's how it works. That's crazy. Oh, no, no, I can see why you got through to Kevin. Because <laughs> I, I think in your comments, you're like, I think you would, in a short way of saying it, I think when you shared the episode that he was on, you commented on how you were so proud of him or happy that he he made the flip and he finally started getting through yeah. beyond the paleo FX stuff. So Yeah, well, I mean, that, that I thought it was funny when you did his his talk because he doesn't even want to be associated with the paleo FX guys because they're kind of doing the same shit they were doing six years ago. Yeah. Up to his game. And I think, I think there was a lot of bad blood between all those organizers because he was trying to show them, Hey guys, we're missing something. And I'm going to bring Jack in here and try to do it a nice way. And I did, I try to be nice about it. Dude, when I saw the way they treated him, I was like, screw that. Yeah. And, you know, life and, is too short to be treated like a like a piece of crap. So no, it's true. And you know, Kevin Kevin was really diligent about doing what he was doing, and he started to realize this had a huge effect. And you know, his story he had a melanoma in the past, and he was scared shitless of the sun. And I I kept telling him, I said, dude, read these papers, keep reading, reading. And the more he read, the better he got. And then all of a sudden, his numbers started going. He started doing CT, which is cold thermogenesis, and his his highly sensitive CRP went from like. 10 all the way down to next to nothing in 30 days. And I said, okay, did your CrossFit box teach you that? Mm -hmm. yeah. And I said, every time you kept going to do CrossFit under the damn blue light, guess what you were doing? Your HSCRP is going through the roof. Well, what does the literature say? The higher that goes, the more chance your melanoma is coming back. That's Got it? Yeah. Right. And it was freak. It freaked him out when he realized it. Then now if you talk to him about it, he's got a peace of mind. You know, and he's doing great because he added the light and the cold part, you know, the nature part to his existence. Because, you know, like you, he used to be in, in northern Illinois. Now he's down in Austin, Texas doing those, you know, a totally different thing, completely morphed his life. You know, now he's big into, you know, doing the things that he's doing. I, I'm really proud of him because, you know what, it shows you that he had an open mind. He was able to take something that he fundamentally did not believe and see if it had an effect, dude, that's that's what life's all about. It's about us learning from each other. That's part of the reason why I'm coming on here killing myself talking to you because your perspective is different. You're gonna know people that I will never meet. And they may listen to this conversation between me and you and say, man, you know, I've never thought about that. No. You know, maybe I need to continue doing my crossfit, but shit, I'm gonna do it outside. Well, guess what, Scott? If we did 10 people good, then this this hour was worth it. Well, and that's part of the issue here is that yeah, we are slowly killing ourselves per your studies and your and your knowledge you've shared with us today. But the point is like what you're doing today for us is you're taking that risk because if, if nobody takes the risk, once you have the knowledge, how are we supposed to get the knowledge? Now, granted, you have a robust website, and I'm referring back to you for our listeners. Again, guys, it's jackcruz.com with uh, two Ks in the middle there. But and one thing I appreciate is that you have so much stuff on this site. But guys, he actually put a blog index up. So just go right to the blog index because it's really helps you start breaking it down and organizing it because you've mentioned so much stuff on this episode that I'm going to want to basically Google it within your site. <laughs> yeah. well, and, and you can also use a regular Google box. Like if you have an issue, put my name 
and that issue in, you're going to be shocked. I mean, you I get that much content. My, the amount of content that I have, seriously, I probably, I told, I've told people that I think it's the first book on quantum biology written for patients in terms of medicine. And I really believe. In applause form. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you the other crazy thing. I'll give you a, a good a good hint. There is a lady from the UK named Sue Foote. She's not even a member of my site, but she had this problem with melasma, which is darkening the skin. Well, I put a comment in a blog. Dude, it's probably the biggest hit that you get from Google all the time. Why? All these ladies in the UK who have melasma want to know what the hell is going on. So if you look at my response to her, unbelievable. I mean, just... Go Google it. Okay, and Google it. The, 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 there's a recent blog that I just wrote about a weird, really weird syndrome. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because it was funny. I just found out who the idiot was that asked me to write it. One of my members uh, wanted me to talk about the hypothyroidin cataract syndrome. I never even heard of this shit <laughs> five to a couple of months ago. So I wrote a blog up. Well, I just did a member retreat. And this guy, Nick Siegel from Vero Beach, He's a member of mine, a gold member. And he goes, Jack, he goes, I was the guy that asked you to do that because my girlfriend has this. He goes, I never thought you were going to do a whole blog. on." He goes, dude, I learned more about this syndrome from you. And uh, the funny part about it, he already broke up with the girl, he, but he sent her the blog, you know? And that's the kind of stuff that we do because when you learn about this syndrome, you may not have it. You may not know about it, but are there going to be things in there that you're going to learn about ferritin in there? that are absolutely critically important for maybe the journey that you're on? The answer is yes, because guess what? With quantum physics and quantum biology, everything is connected. We're all entangled. You know what the problem is? We don't know how the connections are made. And the key to being an innovator, see, I'm, I don't discover anything. I'm an innovator. I spend my life connecting dots for people. That's okay. the, and that, And the reason why I'm passionate about it is because when you think about the word doctor or surgeon, what does that mean in Latin? We're teachers. And we have strayed from that path. Oh, that I could, we could do a whole other episode on that because I tell people all the time, like guys, like, and you can back this up, your traditional MD doesn't know anything about nutrition or, I mean, they've become basically drug pushers. And it's not, well, I don't know if you, you can, I'll let you say if it's their fault or not, but because I have friends that are doctors, but unless they choose to start studying that in their free time, they're not taught anything about nutrition or any of that in, in medical school. You might get an hour or two on that, let alone everything you know. Well, the, the big thing, the reason is, I don't think it's the doctor's fault. I think it's the way the curriculum has been set up. But if you understand how medical schools came to be, you understand that it came from the Standard Oil uh, antitrust suit. Why? When Rockefeller lost everything, there was this report written in 1910 called the Flexner Report. So what did Rockefeller decide to do? He said, if you're going to take my oil away, he goes, I'm going to figure a way to make chemicals in all these other different aspects. And he made sure that medical schools would always have this pharmaceutical push. Mm. So guess what? It goes back to business. And, and most of the people in medicine don't even know about the history of how this goes back. And see, this is the cool part. Maybe we can end on this. Yeah. This is the cool part about quantum biology, because guess what? 10 years ago, I never knew about that. And when my mitochondria recovered in my brain and I started to really, really think well, I wanted to know why my profession went off the beaten path. And it turns out we were pushed off the beaten path because of money. And it, it goes back to Teddy Roosevelt breaking up Standard Oil. 
Well, to this day, people don't even know. GE that makes all these crazy medical diagnostics, guess where that came from? JP Morgan. Hmm. Guess, guess what company that came from? Electric, General Electric. Where'd that go from? All the way back to Tesla. Guess where we're back to? Light again. Yeah. Everything went off the beaten path when we electrified lights to bring light inside. And that is when we got sick. And that's when we created the demand for drugs. That's when diseases showed up. If you go back to 1893 and you look at cancer data, cancer was rare. In fact, the place I did my residency at Oshner uh, Hospital here in New Orleans, one of the surgeons, the guy whose name's on the building, John Oshner, I'm talking about the grandfather. He, there's now three generations. He told me when I was a first year resident, he was 93 years old at the time. So this is a while ago. He said, Jack, I used to tell people, the medical students that I trained in the 1920s and 30s that come see this case of lung cancer because you'll probably never see this again in your life. I want you to think about that perspective, Scott. That's powerful. That's the key. So when you become a mitochondria, guess what? I think you become a better person, but I also think if you're a doctor, you can become a better doctor. You become the kind of doctor that your patients need. I agree. We need to be that because unfortunately there's doctors who admitted they feel like they're not truly providing health care anymore. They basically are just pushing pharmaceutical band-aids and that's the way the profession has become. They don't have any other options because guess what? You're only as good as what your beliefs and what you're taught. And what did I share with you? It took me failing to go back and say, look, you keep doing the same shit over and over again, expect a different result. That's insanity. Mm -hmm. That's when I got off the train, dude. That's when I said, Okay, I'm going to figure out this leptin and cold thermogenesis thing, and I'm going to see if I can fix me. Yeah, I'm excited because I want to – I got um, again, for our listeners, guys, the device that he was talking about that they crushed it on Indiegogo to uh, help develop is basically called thequantlet.com. So that's Q-U-A-N-T-L-E-T, thequantlet.com. Check out the technology because I just found out about that today myself, and I'm going to be geeking out on that because uh, – do you guys have a timeline on what that's, what's going on with that? It's shipping now. It's shipping now? Okay, crazy. Is there different yeah. models or just one? Uh, the, you, I think there's different uh, outside bodies. Like the one that I'm getting, like I think in a day or two, because I just talked to Ruben yesterday, is a carbon fiber case. But they're all programmable. Uh, if you go on the website, you'll see that we actually, uh, because we had a delay, and I, I'll share it with you why we had the delay. Uh, you know that Samsung battery thing with the phone that oh, went off? Oh, God, yeah. The battery exploding. <laughs> right. We got pushed back on our battery design because all the battery designers overseas were going to fix their problem. Yep. So we had So what me and Ruben decided to do is me and him did 30 different biohacks through the device. So we decided to give that to people up front so you wouldn't have to play with it and learn it. So it comes preloaded with an app that's got all the different things on there that's your jumping off point for performance but can you do things yourself with this absolutely and that's the whole point we want people to use this generate data so they can see how well they're doing are you guys uh just real quick on that app is it going to be storing that data or is that only for the per individual like are you guys getting any of that data back to help with your research or absolutely because ruben and i are building many devices we actually have other devices i can't really talk about, but let's just, I'll give you a, a, for example, if somebody was to tell you they had an autoimmune disease in a certain organ, what if I told you that you could use light frequencies to see the antibodies go away? Would you be interested in something like that? That's sick. That's crazy. Well, guess what, bro? That's what me and Ruben do. That's what quantum biology is all about. Me and Ruben are, we're looking to change the face 
of the way we think about disease. Me and Ruben think about light water magnetism day and night. That's wow. what we do. Well, it sounds like you're his voice too. Does he actually get out there and spread any of this type of stuff that you do? Absolutely. He, we, we speak together. We spoke at a, a, um, an event in Vermont last year. You can find the stuff on YouTube. Uh, me and Ruben are actually going back to Vermont together to talk at this event uh, in June. Uh, Ruben's done stuff. He's done webinars for my members, you know, because uh, I have gold, platinum, and silver membership, and we do webinars every month. Ruben's done, I think, I think it was the May 2015 webinar where actually Ruben talked about the story about how the quantum was actually built on my front porch. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was a pretty cool thing for people to hear, but Ruben's a really engaging guy. And uh, about a month from now, we're going to Mexico to have some more brainstorming to build new devices. Wow. You guys got a lot going on. And I was going to say, man, you guys would actually have, have a really cool podcast, but I don't think you have the time because it would take away from all this amazing ingenuity that you guys are starting to create here. So yeah, I, I would tell you maybe at some point you get Ruben on and talk to him because he's got the business angle down. You know, he's an engineer. I think you would enjoy talking to him. Yeah. Uh, He's a great guy, and I'll probably uh, share your information uh, with him. Uh, I would be honored. I'd be happy to bring him on because I think that's part of whether it's health, business, or lifestyle. But it's like this is our future. What's happening next? And people need to understand and start thinking outside the box, man. Like, don't follow the status quo. Some of the latest and greatest stuff is happening right now. But if they're not going to open their eyes and even look at it, they're never going to. They're never going to change. They're never going to change. Like two point, they're going to be stuck in that insanity loop. Right. And that's, that's part of the reason why I think most people are asleep. And what, what, what the cool part is light water magnetism, wake you up, dude. That's when you start to live your life. Yeah. Well, and, uh, so on that note, you, you've already kind of blown up our minds here today. So to our listeners, I always give our co-hosts a chance to close out the show and you kind of already hinted at some final words here, light water magnetism, but, uh, is there an all umbrella mess message that over everything that you and Ruben and everything is going, is there a message that's just kind of like encapsulating everything as far as what you're kind of putting behind like a legacy or whatever, because this is your chance. Like you close out the show. It's your final words, whatever you want to leave the audience. I just want everybody to realize that they just need to reconnect with nature. We are um, animals that are built to connect to the surface of this planet and that big star up in the sky. That's what drives every single program in you. And you have a doctor that's built into you. It was put in there by mother nature. And we talked a little bit about that doctor. It's all those semiconductors in you. All you need to do is get out of its way. Your beliefs, your culture, your society, your civilization, your friends, your family, they block a lot of that. And you, once you become aware of that, get out of the way, reconnect with nature and watch what that doctor inside you is capable of. Wow. Well, hey guys. That is the amazing Dr. Jack Cruz. Again, if you haven't listened to the whole episode, you're just getting into it now. Remember, check him out on, <clears throat> excuse me, check out his device on thequantlet.com. Check out his primary site at jackcruz.com. And if you're on Amazon, please check out the book EpiPaleo RX or just look for his name, Jack Cruz, and his book pops right up. Uh, but again, guys, that was another po powerful episode here on Live the Fuel. Again, we're here to fuel your health, your business, your lifestyle. Thanks for listening in. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Peace. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com. Live the Fuel.